0: Michigan, the first state to indict its false electors. All eyes have been on the Fulton County Courthouse in Georgia as we await D.A. Fannie Willis's indictments of potentially dozens of people and the plot to overturn Georgia's 2020 election, including potentially former President Donald Trump and possibly several other of his close associates. Rudy Giuliani, Lindsey Graham, and Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, for attempting to overthrow Georgia's legitimate election of Joe Biden. But Georgia is only one of seven states where the false electors' plot was carried out. Another of them was Michigan, which has become an often overlooked front line for prosecution of right-wing plots to subvert our political processes and the first state to bring charges against its false electors. The fraudulent electors scheme is emerging as the single most important prong of Trump's Stop the Steal plot, a multi-state attempt to ironically steal the election from Joe Biden. Already, 84 people across the country have been identified as false electors including the 16 in Michigan and the 16 in Georgia. This prong of the plot to overturn the 2020 election has the potential to rope in hundreds of people, as well as the Trump surrogates who went to each of the states to set it in motion. Jack Smith's J6 indictment of Trump places him squarely at the top of the scheme. So without further ado, here's your briefing on Michigan. In July, two weeks before Jack Smith's indictment of former President Donald Trump dropped, Michigan State Attorney General Dana Nasser held a press conference announcing felony indictments against all 16 of her state's false electors. The game plan they followed was the same one carried out in the other six states where it was implemented. So it sheds light on what's to come in Georgia next week, as well as in other states who have yet to file charges. Here's Michigan State Attorney General Dana Nasser.
1: The election in Michigan was procedurally the same as in every previous modern presidential election. Nearly 5.5 million Michigan voters cast their ballots. A successful canvass in all 83 counties and multiple audits performed by the Secretary of State determined that the Democratic nominee, Joseph R. Biden, received over 2.8 million votes approximately 154,000 more votes than the Republican incumbent, Donald J. Trump. The results were then certified by the bipartisan Michigan Board of State Canvassers, and the sitting governor officially recognized Michigan's 16 electors who, in accordance with Michigan's election laws, convened on December 14th in the state Senate at 2 o'clock p.m. Despite this, the groundwork was laid for a plan to send alternative slates of Trump's electors to Congress in an attempt to outmaneuver and circumvent the long-standing Electoral College process. As part of the orchestrated plan, we allege that 16 Michigan residents met covertly in the basement of Michigan GOP headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition, signed their names to multiple certificates stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States of America for the state of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. After signing these fraudulent electoral documents, some of the false electors attempted to enter the state capitol and deliver their fabricated electoral votes to the Senate floor, but were turned away. The false electoral documents were then conveyed to the United States Senate and the National Archives with the intent that Vice President Pence would overturn the results of the election using the false electoral slate. This plan to reject the will of the voters and undermine democracy was fraudulent and legally baseless. Each of Michigan's false electors was charged with eight felonies, the last
0: nine of them just last week. Again, here's Nasser.
1: Each of them has been charged with one count of conspiracy to commit forgery, a 14-year felony, two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony, one count of uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony, and two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. We intend to prove the following elements beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendants knowingly made, filed, or published a false document for a purpose under Michigan election law and acted with the intent to defraud. The defendants did falsely make, alter, forge, or counterfeit a public record with the intent to defraud. The defendants did utter and publish as true a certain false, forged, altered, or counterfeit record with intent to injure or defraud knowing said instrument to be false, altered, forged, or counterfeit, and that they unlawfully conspired together or with others to carry out these acts.
0: They each entered pleas of not guilty and were released on $1,000 bonds. The next hearing date is August 18th, at which time State Attorney General Nasser will present to the court the evidence for the charges. And as in Georgia, the slate of false electors in Michigan is a who's who of national and Michigan State Republican Party members. Among them, Michonne Maddock, a co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party. She is married to Michigan State Representative Matt Maddock, a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Kathy Burden, a member of the Republican National Convention and a Trump delegate to the convention in 2016. Kent Vanderwood the mayor of Wyoming, Michigan. In addition, the others were local Republican Party officials, a school board member, and local election clerks, just like in Georgia. Two others were plaintiffs in a lawsuit filed over Michigan's 2020 election and dismissed as frivolous, with the judge sanctioning the two lawyers who filed it. We'll get back to the 63 failed lawsuits filed by Republicans over the 2020 election, as that constitutes an entire separate prong of the plot. One of the false electors, Michelle Lundgren, Republican nominee for a Detroit-based Michigan House seat in 2022, who by the way lost her election, told CNN last year, we were called on the phone and asked if we'd come in and support President Trump and sign something. And we all went to Lansing. We were told just to show up and sign this piece of paper. If we had any information about it being untoward or illegal, we would not have done it. This appears to be the defense for the majority of the false electors. However, two of the original false electors in Michigan, one of whom was Michigan's Secretary of State, withdrew from the plot and were replaced over concerns about its legality. Other false electors posted publicly about it on social media and received comments from their co-conspirators that it was supposed to have been kept a secret, just as it was in Georgia. In addition to the false electors, Michigan is also one of three states, the others are Georgia and Arizona, where voting machines were tampered with after the election and a scheme to gin up support for the false claim that President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Fox News, and others were already making without evidence that voting machines in multiple states had been tampered with to throw the election from Trump to Biden. This is an additional prong of the plot to overthrow the 2020 election. I talked a little bit about this in the Georgia briefing And I'll devote an entire upcoming brief to that prong alone and finally I leave you with a trip down memory lane recall that in 2020 13 men were indicted in a plot to kidnap and assassinate the state's democratic governor Gretchen Whitmer who was running for re-election their plan was to take her from her remote vacation home The group trained during the summer of 2020 and even conducted two reconnaissance trips to Governor Whitmer's home, during which they hid nearby stockpiles of weapons and gear that they would need to carry out the plot. The indictment cites their encrypted text messages, their plan to blow up a bridge near Governor Whitmer's home to thwart law enforcement's response, details of a business with a secret trap door behind which they met to plan the attack and drills conducted in the summer of 2020 at a, quote, shoot house in which they practiced the kidnapping. They intended to carry out the plot before the 2020 election. According to lead prosecutor, Assistant U.S. Attorney Nils Kessler, these defendants were outside a woman's house in the middle of the night with night vision goggles and guns and a plan to kidnap her. The plot was foiled by the FBI, who were already closely monitoring Michigan's sizable militia movement, which had become increasingly active and vocal after Trump's 2016 election. The FBI quickly embedded informants into this particular plot. Of the six who were indicted federally, two pled guilty as a part of plea deals, two were acquitted, And the two leaders of the plot were convicted in December of 2022 of kidnapping conspiracy and conspiracy to use a weapon of mass destruction. One received a 16-year sentence and the other 19 years. The other seven were convicted under state charges and each of them also received a multi-year sentence. Governor Whitmer gave serious consideration to leaving politics altogether after details of the plot emerged. But she was reelected in 2020 and continues to serve as Michigan's governor. In closing, here's what the prosecuting attorney had to say after he secured the convictions in the kidnapping plot.
1: The verdict affirms this plot was very serious, very dangerous, posed a threat not only to the governor personally and her family, but also to innocent bystanders and the basic social order. No governor, no public official, should have to contend with what Governor Whitmer contended with here.